Hey, watch Alex. Here we go. Here is the last part of our James Gunn discussion. I hope you enjoy it. So let's get right into it. Uh, yeah. But anyway, moving on. So, so the next um, one is Supergirl Woman Supergirl. of Tomorrow. Now, this yeah. will be an interesting one for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, Supergirl cousin right she's her she's the cousin right yeah she's technically she's Superman's cousin. cousin so this i think yeah. um i'm not sure because i know there's this is like it's a very specific Supergirl woman of tomorrow which is literally the name of the comic of that like there's like yeah. an actual comic and that's thing so i don't know if they are going like are they going based off of this comic I'm not sure. I don't know if this is just like the title or if they're based off the comic. Because when I read, when I looked it up to be like, all right, what's this? In the comic, it just seems like there's like, from what I'm reading here, it says basically wherever she goes, people only see her through the lens of Superman's fame. And just when she thinks she's had enough, everything changes. An alien girl seeks her out for a vicious mission. Her world has been destroyed and the bad guys responsible are still out there. She wants revenge, and if Supergirl doesn't help her, she'll do it herself, whatever the cost. But I love that it says, a Kryptonian, a dog, and an angry, heartbroken child head out into space on a journey that will shake them to their very core. I think that's interesting, because are they going to be yeah. pairing Supergirl with a child, just kind of like Batman is being put with a child? Like, it that, that would be interesting. If that were... I don't know. It, case, it would be. I, it would be. Like, oh, okay, so it now would we got you know, another kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I, I it would it would be really interesting i you know and you know what's funny as soon as he announced this thing that that comic book went sold out on amazon you can't find it <laughs> it's sold out the the print of it yeah wow so that kind of shows you the power of what this announcement was the fact that people are saying oh i gotta read these comic books now because i need what someone is about so um, I think he said, James Gunn did say that they're not going to be based completely on these comics, but loosely on it. So there'll be elements taken out of the comic that'll be adapted for the screen. Now, this is the interesting thing about this movie, though. The writer of this script is a man by the name of Tom King, who actually wrote yes. that comic book. Yes, yes. And who was it? I think it was... Um... On Real Rejects, um, Koi Jandra was uh, talking about this on his like ranking mm-hmm. of like what he's most excited about, and he talked about mm-hmm. that. Um, so, so um, yeah, that's very exciting. Um, uh, a little side note, I the the whole thing with the Flash thing re- resetting things are it kind of sucks because we do get a Supergirl in that movie, and the Supergirl, Supergirl is a uh, Flash. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh. I didn't mean to spoil it. Yeah. I mean, there's a Supergirl in that. Yeah, I know. There's a Supergirl in that, and um, she's she's lat she's Latina. She's a Colombian actress named Sasha Calle. She's well, she's American, but her, her you know, she's, yeah, yeah. Um, she's a, a man, beautiful girl, and like I'm, I hope we don't lose her. Even though I haven't even seen this movie, so she might not even be it for me, but. I mean, if everybody's hyping up this movie, the Flash movie, to be amazing, a lot of people are actually say, talking about her, saying that she's really good. Mm. Um, how is this going to be done? Are they going to just take her and put her in the movie as Superman? I mean, a Supergirl? Or are they going to recast the role? I feel like, why recast the role if 
you she's have barely, a Supergirl that's there already. Yeah. She's there. You know what I mean? She's not a she's not a big time actress. I think she comes from the from the soap opera world too, I think. I'm not hundred percent sure. What's her name? So that's you know her name? Sasha Kage. Sasha um, Sasha, yeah. Okay. Kage, yeah. And um she's a she's a she's she's a, she looks cool. I've seen photos of her in the out in the suit. Um I again, see. Uh, beautiful girl. I I just it would suck that if we see her in the flash and she has these amazing moments that they turn around and they recast it. I feel like it might be a waste of a cast. So I'm kind of wondering, is that a role that's already cast and they already have her in mind? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to bring that movie out and say, oh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Is it because, oh, we already have a Supergirl? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, might as well just announce it. Let's I remember, see. I looked let's her up. See. I remember I remember this now. Now, I looked up the pictures and I remember seeing this. I yeah. just had to Let's yeah. see what happens. But that's another exciting thing because it's another super being. Super being, um, yeah. Like Superman in the world. And again, there's a lot, there's a, there's a, there's a few animated movies that I could recommend for you to watch. I believe it's called Superman, was it Public Enemies? I think it is, something like that. If you go on HBO Max, or anybody watching on uh, HBO Max, if you go into the DC section or DC Hub, you go into animated, a lot of these movies, um, these comic books were adapted to animation. They're all fantastic. And when I say animation, don't think animation, oh, it's for little kids. No, no. These are, these are rated PG-13. Some of them even rated R. So... They're mm. made for adults. Watch them. They're very, very good. So, Mel, I highly recommend you to watch okay. it. So, when you get a chance, watch it. Yeah. Okay. Now, moving on, the next movie on the list is The Authority. Now, this is a this is a uh, property within DC that I do not know anything about. This is supposedly off of a uh, uh, an imprint called Wild Wildcat Imprint, which is like a uh, a comic book imprint made by artists. And DC ended up buying them out. So what they're doing with this story is, I guess they're adapting it into the DC world. And and from what I gather, the authority are almost like a, um, they're almost like a mirror image of what the Justice League is. Oh, yes. But I did look this up. I yeah, 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 yeah. Think, I, I think yeah. they're a little bit more extreme than Justice League. So... I think that's going to be the dynamic of that, but they're introducing them into the DC world. So some people have said, could we potentially see these characters come up in another show that we're going to be talking about in a few? You know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting to see, and I'll, and I'll circle back to that when we get to that show. Mm -hmm. just want to move on a little bit. The other movie, which I'm super excited for, oh my God, I'm so excited for this, Swamp Thing. Now. Yeah. That was that okay. one up. I didn't know. Swamp what he was i was like i was very confused yeah. because they just showed the comic thing i was like let me look this up so he's like he can transform into anything like and connect he's to a plants. god he is a literal plant life god hence the gods and monsters he, every time i've read every time i've read a comic book and he comes out in it i'm just blown away i'm like why haven't i read more comic books about swamp thing he is a character that can literally appear anywhere there's plant life yes so so let's say you have a lonely plant on your desk he can come out of that he is connected into the i think his character almost has like you know how the flash has a speed force yeah he has some sort of 
force where it's like the 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 nature force or something where he can come out of it and appear. He is a literal elemental. god. He can change his mm-hmm. eyes. He's elemental. He's on a level that that is you can't even compare it. So I'm very excited. Another quick rumor about this. I don't have any casting for this because the casting is going to be tricky. I don't know how they're going to pull this off because of obviously yeah, it's, it's it's a character. But is, is I don't he, know. Is he human form or is he always he's the human? Swap? He starts off. He starts off human, but he becomes he becomes that. He stays as that. That's his form. That's interesting. That's then. his form. So I don't yeah. know if they're going to go practical. I don't know if they're going to CGI. I hope they go practical because. Oh, that's going to be amazing. But one important caveat here is director. Now, this started off something funny. I thought it was going to be another director because I I, I started to like pull the little red strings around. Yeah. Um, the writer before the before the um slate was announced, the writer of a of a novel of a Swamp Thing comic book from last year, he came out and he said, "Oh, a little birdie told me." That they saw Guillermo del Toro buying my copy of Swamp Thing, oh, and then he replied, "Yes, God. yes, I did." And when I saw it, I was like, "Oh my God, <laughs> oh my God!" I, was like, oh. I mean, he'd be perfect for that. That it's yes, like up but, his alley. But it's not now. Now you know how it is in social media. You know how there's flirting. You know, somebody posts a photo yeah. or they like something. This director just outright posted a photo after the slate. This director's name is James Mangold. Oh, James I Mangold. This. Oh, you heard of him? Yeah. He directed Logan. He directed. Yeah. Logan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, and I heard this rumor. He also, I heard that he posted this. Yeah. He also just directed um uh, the new Indiana Jones movie. He outright put a photo of this. So people are pretty much saying that's his job. Like it's already reported by the Hollywood Reporter that he's in talks. So. I mean, you can't get more bigger name than that when you get that guy in there. Like, yeah. this will be the first big name director attached to any movie. Um, but then because when again, would we, that be coming out? If he's already, like, been... That's what I'm saying. Listen, if nothing... Remember, nothing was slated for 2024, right? So, I mean... Listen, there might be some be. projects that are already... There might be some projects that might be in... In production that we do not know about. Oh, about yeah. You know what I mean? You're so, right, yeah. Could this be one of them? We don't know. I, I don't know. You know, I, there might not even be a script, so maybe there isn't anything set up because there doesn't have to be anything set up because there's no script yet. Mm-hmm. You know, but obviously this director is interested in shooting this and and doing this, so that'll be interesting. So there's exciting things. Swamp Thing is an awesome character that you know he's a character too that kind of can play both sides. You know how we were talking about him, be, like about Black Adam and Namor like an being an anti-hero. Um, Swamp Thing is kind of like that. He kind of sticks to himself because for Swamp Thing, everything is about plant life. It's about elemental. And, you know, obviously we've done fucked up things to this planet of ours, mainly plant life. So he's not a happy character most of the time you see him. He doesn't mm-hmm. trust anybody. And in all honesty, he doesn't have to. He's more powerful than he's not. He's, he's as powerful as many other characters. You know what I mean? So. He is, uh, he's not one to be trifled with. So it's going to be exciting to hear the news of who they cast and the story. So let's see what happens. Yeah. I'm ready to see that one. So now we're going to move into the show's territory of the thing. Oh, we have yeah. This these other are all the show shows now. 
yeah, now we have Creature Commandos, which is supposed to be an animated TV show. But remember, it's we talked about one. the beginning of the episode. Yeah, he said James Gunn in this reference said that the actors voicing these characters are also going to be the actors playing the characters live action, and that the characters within this universe are going to come in and out of TV shows, animated TV shows, video games, and movies. So this um, lineup, again, I don't know much about this lineup, but that makes me excited because I'm being introduced to new characters, and that's one thing James Gunn does very well. Um, In this lineup, we have, which are monsters, essentially. We have Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, we have like a like a, a skeleton of some sort. Um, we have some real. Yeah. Uh, we have um. Oh, we have one character named Weasel who we were introduced with in the James Guns in James Guns The Suicide Squad. He was that weird weasel looking creature that ended up being alive at the. He died at the beginning. We thought he was dead, but he ended up being alive at the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh huh. So he's part of that crew too. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they do, how they go about it. The only human character there is this character called Rick Flag Sr. Now, people remember the character Rick Flag. Rick Flag was in both Suicide Squad movies. He was played by the um uh, uh the actor um the I believe he's Swedish or Finnish. Um, skipping on his name. Um, <clears throat> well, he was the only one that wasn't a criminal in the movie. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Rick Flag Sr. is that guy's father. So I'm starting oh. to put things, some things together, and that's going to coincide to the next show I'm talking about, which is the one you wanted to talk about, which is the Waller oh, show, the so. Amanda Waller show. Yeah. Now, the Amanda Waller show is very interesting because the Amanda Waller show can introduce so many different characters. Because remember, Amanda Waller is in charge of the Suicide Squad, the Task Force X. But she's also connected to a bunch of other characters within the government that help the government. And she's also, you know, connected to characters that are very seedy. So could we see, and again, I don't know if Creatures Commandos is a dated show, like if it takes place in a certain um, period, uh, but if it's modernized, you could see the Waller show connected to that, especially because of the whole Rick Flag element, you know, Rick Flag was uh, working directly under Amanda Waller in both Suicide Squad movies. So we could see that connection. Also, to bring it back to what we were talking about with The Authority, The Authority is a, is a movie where some of the characters of that movie could come out of The Waller show as well. So we can connect those dots as well. Now, I'm telling you that, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, what I do want to say, and like I, I, I haven't watched this yet, but... James Gunn did say that this follows up from Peacemaker. I haven't watched that yet. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You got to watch Peacemaker. Yeah, I, I know I, that. I, Everyone I said that show was like really good. I was pleasantly surprised. Like, honestly, when I saw, when I heard they were doing Peacemaker, I'm like, this is such a total waste of fucking time. Like, I did. I wasn't a fan of his character in the movie, but I wasn't supposed to be because he was, he was a dick. He's like a dick. And yeah. in this show, no, not like a dick. He's a dick. But in this show... <laughs> They don't hide it that he's a dick, but this is the magical thing about acting and when you do a show versus a movie. When you do a show, we talked about this before, Mm -hmm. you get to explore the character more. And I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised at John Cena as an actor because he showed you another side of his that you never, that you rarely see in his movies. Because in his movies, you always put him as like, you know, he's doing comedy or something or maybe action. But you saw a bit of the dramatic side of, of John Cena. And 
he pulls it off very, very well. So I highly recommend another. You have a lot of viewing that you have to do in terms of the DC world. But oh, I highly wow. recommend you from uh, a Peacemaker. Because, yeah, Peacemaker and Amanda Waller, they're all directly connected. And that's yeah. a show that's going to survive the reboot. You know, obviously, that we were talking about. I think it's going to survive Which, it. Thank God. Um, I, I'm glad we keep Viola Davis. Um, yeah, yeah, no, you're not losing it. He, yeah. he, uh, James Gunn loves James. You could tell, obviously. So, yeah, uh, yeah. coming back to the Amanda Waller show, we're going to see a lot of things spring out of that. I could definitely see that being a show that we're going to see a lot of potential what could be movies, characters popping up in that show. And I could see that happen. I really yeah. She's technically, if you want to put it like that, she's the Nick Fury of this world. Uh, and Amanda Waller herself, you wanted to know what she was. Amanda Waller is viewed as a... She, to me, she always comes off as a villain. Yeah, because she's a fucking, she's a fucking hard-ass bitch, man. Yeah. She's, well, she was... She is... She was in well. She's the one who brings Superman at the end of Black Adam. Yeah. Like she was in it, and I was like, "Wait, yeah. what the hell?" And then it was like Superman was there, and I was like, "Wait, what's going on?" I didn't even know they were like in that they knew yeah. like she could call yeah. on. Him. I'm telling so you, she's a she's a she's a person that knows everything. She knows everything. She knows what's going on. She Maybe knows. Listen, she's one of the few people. She's one of the few people that know who Batman is. And for you to know that, you know how hard that is. She knows it. But out of respect, she doesn't say it because she knows she doesn't want to run. She doesn't want to mess with that man. Um, she knows a lot of things. And it's going to be really exciting to see that show and to see Viola Davis actually get the full-time privilege of playing this character full on. Instead of being in a movie as a side character, we get to see her yeah, that's really true. sink her Ooh. teeth into this role. And in, in, in Peacemaker... You know, just to end it here in Peacemaker, um, she has a daughter, and her daughter is one of the one of the team members on the show. So watch it, watch Peacemaker, so you can get an idea of what I'm talking about. Yeah. And the way Peacemaker ends in a particular way, I don't want to say it, you have to watch it, which I'm gonna I'm I'm trying to figure out how's that is that gonna connect to this Waller show? I don't know. We'll see. So we'll see. I'm very excited about okay. that. All right, so moving on. This one is big. Lanterns. This one is big because this show. They have been talking about a Green Lantern show on HBO Max for a really long time. They've had um, Greg Berlanti, who did the Arrowverse um, yeah. in the CW, was supposed to spearhead. Well. <clears throat> was supposed to spearhead this show, and um, they've parted ways. So this oh. is something that's going to be interesting. Um, these are based off of the two main lanterns that everybody knows and loves, and that's Hal Jordan, and that's John Stewart. Um, I can't tell you how excited I am for this show. And the fact that James Gunn came out and said, this show is going to be almost like a true detective. Yeah. Like, and if you're not familiar with that show on HBO, highly recommend it, especially the first season. It's the best one out of them. It's going to be kind of like that. So if you're going into that level and you're comparing it to that show, that's raising a high bar. So it's going to be like that, but it takes place in space. I'm excited. I'm hyped, especially because we are getting... We're not getting the lesser known lanterns. No, we're going, we're getting Hal Jordan and and John Stewart. Man, you, you can't raise the bar, the bar high enough. I didn't put casting on this yet because I do feel like we're still a ways away from this one. Um, and if you want to look at casting, that's not that hard to find. I'll, I'll be honest with you. You could find casting out there, but super excited Crazy. for this show. Yeah. The the possibilities of this 
is endless. So, this is also a show that if they wanted to connect it to the super, um, the super, the Supergirl woman of tomorrow, they technically could because you know Kara's Kara Zorel, aka Supergirl, she was living out in space. They could do some sort of connection yeah. there. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's yeah, if yeah. we want to do. If, if James Gunn wants to do connections within this DC world, these are, and again, if you look at all the shows, you can see how they can connect. Oh, now another yeah. show that's next. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna ask. So, do you think they're gonna bring Ryan Reynolds back for this? <laughs> no, Ryan Reynolds is a star already. It's that guy. Listen, Ryan Reynolds is making so much money off of. I'm not even gonna even go Deadpool. He's making so much money. He owns a freaking cell phone company. He owns this he company owns called a Soccer Mid-Mobile. Team. He's he has money off of off of his 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 gin aviation gin. That guy's that guy's so low. Oh, he he's fine. Listen, I was just I just thought Ryan Reynolds. We're gonna hear that Ryan Reynolds is gonna be. We're gonna hear Ryan Reynolds being a billionaire soon. I I, I could just see it already. He's 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 doing no, I think that whole Ryan Reynolds, the, the whole Green Lantern thing, that's that's dead. He's you know, he's he's fully deadpool now and and that's it. Um and I'm glad I'm glad that they're doing this because I'm tired. I'm honestly I'm really tired at this point of everybody saying bringing up Green Lantern. Oh, Green Lantern, there's worse superhero movies than that. I'm sorry. I actually don't there's worse remember movies than that. I don't remember that movie. I just know that people always say it's bad, but like I think I've seen it like once. Like when it came out, like I don't yeah, remember. you know, and this is the thing with Green Lantern. Green Lantern had a lot of good ideas. They had a lot of good things going. They just had too many chefs in the kitchen. If you look at the list of writers for that script for that movie, it's, it's incredible. Like the amount oh. of writers, and that goes to show yeah. you that they had a pot, and someone came and said, "Oh, let's throw this in here. Let's throw this in here. Let's throw this in here." It was rewritten so many times, and there's there were some good things going on for them. But I'm glad that we're gonna get a show. That will clean the palate and people can stop talking about it because I'm tired of it. It's like, to me, this, and again, this goes to the whole bias thing. People keep talking about, oh, Green Lantern, Green Lantern, Green Lantern. Like, there's a lot of other worse superheroes. There's, I'm going to say that. There's a lot of other worse superheroes. Thor, Love and Thunder? Way I'm not even going to stop picking on on Thor, Love and Thunder. Even within the DC universe, you have freaking Catwoman, the Halle Berry. That shit was terrible. That was a DC movie? Catwoman. I had no idea that that was so long ago. I was so young. Yeah, exactly. We have that. You have Wolverine Origins, X Men Origins. Oh, that one was was when Ryan Reynolds was in it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you have X Men Last Stand. Like you know, there's a lot of really bad superhero movies. They can always go back to Green Lantern. I'm like, just stop, bro. This is stupid. You're just not just picking on this movie. But I'm glad we're getting a Lantern show because I feel that's going to clean the palette and it's going to reintroduce. I think that show is going to do what Aquaman did for the character of Aquaman. Lantern is going to do for Lantern. I think it's going to do it, and it's going to be very intense. And I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited. Now to see that. moving on. Yes. Yeah, I am. Now moving on to the next thing because I know we're running a little late here. Um, you Booster have a Gold. big show. Yeah. So another thing that could connect, Booster Gold is an awesome character mm-hmm. because he is a character like James Gunn said. He's a loser. He's yeah. just a loser from the future, and he has better tech than we do. So what does he do? He comes back. He comes from the future to the past, and he has all this amazing tech that makes him come off as a superhero. But in all actuality, he's not a superhero. It's what James Gunn again said in his presentation. It's almost like the ultimate case of imposter syndrome, where yes. it's like mm-hmm. he's pretending to be this. And I love that dynamic because what do we have going on right now? We have social media. We have a lot yeah. of people that are on social media pretending to be something they're not. Oh, yeah, I'm an influencer. I'm traveling the world. I'm doing this and that. And it's all BS. 
And mm-hmm. I feel like this show can almost be a commentary on those people. Oh, now, man. the whole connection thing comes into play is because Booster Gold is synonymous to the character of Blue Beetle. Beetle. Yeah, according, so it's going to be yeah, interesting to like see really good friends with uh, how that's going to connect. Yes. So yeah, could we see Blue Beetle come out in the Booster Gold show? I think we could. And I feel like that show, the Booster Gold show, is a show that they can do right away if they wanted to. Um, one name that uh, a lot of people are throwing out there, and this guy actually, this actor talked about it, is um, I'm skipping on his name, but he was in Top Gun Maverick, um, uh, the, uh, the, oh. the rival. Yeah, the Dick Scott, the guy. An, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He, the, he mentioned the vile seller, the foil. Yeah. Oh, he, he would be Bruce good. He mentioned, he mentioned, he mentioned, okay, in the interview, he mentioned um, Cyclops. He mentioned, um, actually, he mentioned Hal Jordan for for uh, for for the Lanterns, uh-huh. but he also mentioned uh, Booster Gold. He went back to Booster Gold. Like, oh, Booster Gold would be real fun. He'd be a fun character to play. So I was like, huh. Listen, like I always I say, that. when there's smoke, there's fire. When when actors are calling things out, it's because they're letting the studio know, hey, listen, put me on that list. Well, it so, was just like, what's his name? Um, from Shang-Chi. You know? He yeah. put his name out there. <laughs> what I'm saying. So you never know. We're, we're going to see that could be happening. And the last and final show that we could talk about is, this is a big one. This is Paradise Lost. Now, this is a prequel oh, the Wonder Woman to... One. Wonder Woman. Now, yeah. this was awesome because of the way he sound, James Gunn made it sound, where it was almost like a Game of Thrones style type of show that takes place on Thermoscara, which is where Wonder Woman's from. Mm-hmm. So um, the interesting thing with this show is we still don't essentially know the fate of Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I would hate to lose Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman because, you know, she is my Wonder Woman, you know. Granted, Wonder Woman 1984 wasn't my cup of tea. I, I, I knew what they were trying to do with it, but I didn't like it, especially coming off of the masterpiece that Wonder Woman 1 was. That yeah. movie to me is a fucking masterpiece. So it was such a different dynamic to go from Wonder Woman 2017 to Wonder Woman 1984 and just see it was too much of a drastic change and it didn't work. Um, so I don't know. Supposedly, James Gunn said that she's still in the fold to play. Didn't um, they? they uh, did Diana. cut the third one, right? The third movie. What happened? They did cut the third movie though, because weren't they making a third Wonder Woman? And yeah, they, they were. They were. They they cut it. They cut it. Um, but I feel like they cut it in the sense of the director Patty Jenkins' movie, like uh, that idea and that story. I think that's what they meant. Um, uh, with that because they have obviously James Gunn has a plan of what he wants to do. But they haven't Could said that, Gal Gadot's not doing it. Kind of like Henry said. Cavill when they were like, "Oh, he's no." Done. Henry Cavill. They said they said Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck are done. They're not playing yeah. those characters. So my thing is, if they said it for those two characters, but they haven't said it for for Gal Gadot, then she's technically she in it because what's yeah. to stop them to be? So I don't know if this is a full on. Uh, a prequel of like when um, Gal Gadot's mom, played by Connie Nielsen, and um, her aunt, uh, um, played by Robin by Robin Wright. If it's a prequel and it'll have them when they're younger, I don't know. But they could. They essentially could. So it's exciting because that's another amazing world that they can they can go into oh, and develop. Yeah. And yeah. That's a world that you know, I can connect to to other things. 
you know? So, you know, we went through the slate and then, you know, obviously there's other things that weren't mentioned. He did say there's another half. So, rumor is, there's like, there's that, Mel, I, I can't believe it. The rumor is that in total, there's over 20 projects. So they gave us 10. Right. Wait, well, in actually, general or no, 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 just no. in chapter one? In chapter one. Yeah, well, because technically, if you really look at it, it's four movies, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, no, no, wait, am I right? No, it's it's no, it's five movies, and it's five TV shows. So I'm assuming it's the other thing too. It'll probably be ten movies in total and ten TV shows as well. You know what I mean? So there's there's a lot of things. So a lot of people are saying there's things there that that weren't mentioned. And remember, James Gunn did say, "Hey, listen, you know there is a title, but I don't want to say because it it'll give it away." I'm oh, of yeah. the belief, like a lot of people are saying on on online, is could that be the Trinity? Now, the Trinity yeah. is a very famous comic book where it's Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. He didn't want to give it away because right then and there, it's kind of like, okay, you're giving something away. Or it could be something even bigger that could maybe be the end of chapter one. You know, like, that's why it's so okay. exciting because we don't I... know where they're going so I actually have a question about that. So if like, let's say we're right. like the Trinity, right? Where you have like the three, what's it called? Mm-hmm. Um, those three main ones. So, but when we're thinking about the movies that he talked about, so Superman Legacy, Batman Brave yeah. and Bold. So we were saying that the Batman in that would be like an old, much older character, but the Superman would yeah. be a much younger character. So yeah. do you think that's like, do you think that if there was like a trinity that it would just be like those obviously those you know yeah because, it would be those three because be isn't it is normally it what, i mean normally when you see batman and superman they're relatively like the same age like yeah. when you saw henry cavill uh, and, and ben affleck they're yeah. rev- relatively the same age but then you would have like a superman that's like a for example which actually no and then a batman ben that's Af- like old yeah, Ben Affleck's Batman was older than than Superman, way older. Oh, really? Older. Oh, he was way okay. older. Yes, he was way this. older. He was Ben Affleck. Henry Cavill's Superman was seventies in his mid thirties, kind of mid mid thirties, while Ben Affleck's Batman was in his kind of like mid to late forties. So that's that mm. that's how that dynamic was. So in this case, usually when we see the series, though, you're right in the in like in the especially in the animated world. Um, they're kind of the same age, yeah. both of them. They're they they are the same age. Um, again, how old is Batman gonna be? Maybe Batman is gonna be in his late thirties, maybe early forties. I mean, we don't know. It, it's yeah, possible, yeah, technically. Know, yeah. And if that's the case, then we can get a Superman that can. We can get a Superman that is in his late twenties, entering his thirties. Like we can see that. We can get that. You know that that can be that can be a thing. You know what I mean? So it's not that big of a gap between them two i kind of like the idea of of batman being more seasoned than superman oh, that abso- aspect. yeah that's because that's the advantage because you know you know obviously superman is superman he's he's superman what advantage does superman does batman have other than money well the advantage is the experience so i kind of like that i like the fact that if that's what it is then fine make it work and i think it'll work in this case so you know i again there's a lot of things that we covered and again there's a lot of things that we're still waiting upon. And I think San Diego Comic-Con, we're going to most likely get the rest of this slate. And we didn't even go over, real quick, let me just go over this. 
there's oh, another awesome. segment called DC Elseworlds. Oh, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people are wondering, what is, what, is the, what is Elseworlds? Elseworlds are kind of their own stories where they don't connect yeah. to mm-hmm. the regular universe. So an Elseworlds story is kind of like the story that I told you earlier before, Superman Red Sun. That's an Elseworlds story. Mm-hmm. In the movie world that we're going into now, an Elseworlds story is the Batman. That's an Elseworld. That's a story that takes place in its own universe that's mm-hmm. not connected. It's in its own bubble. Another movie is Joker with okay. Joaquin Phoenix. That's in its own bubble. Um, you know, they, the other movie that they the other movie that they dated and that's actually coming out in 2024 is the Joker sequel, Joker Fali Adu. That is that comes out in October of 2024. So again, that's an Elseworld tale, which I hope that it gets its own imprint. Like, you know how they have DC Studios and it has a logo? Like, I, it'll say DC Studios, but I hope it has an imprint that says Elseworlds so that everybody know, the audience know, oh, okay, this is an Elseworlds story. This is a story that can be its own thing. Yeah. So yeah, the Batman movies, and then you have the thing that says Teen Titans Go, which is a long-running car- animated kid cartoon, yeah. which is hilarious. That's on. That's been on Cartoon Network for years. That's its own Elseworld because... That's been running on for so long. They'll never get rid of that show because that show's way too popular uh, with, them, with children yeah, and even sense. adults. So that's that there. Sense. And then a show that's still on the CW, because I don't know if you noticed, a lot of the CW DC shows are, that's it. The only one that's going on right now, oh, which yeah. I heard is actually good, I haven't seen it, is Superman and Lois. Yeah, Lois that's an yeah. Elseworld also. So I like that. I actually like the fact that they're acknowledging the whole Elseworlds thing where they're saying, yes, we're going to allow that. And to me, that's awesome. Because to me, now this is where I'm going to, okay, tin, tin, tin hats on. I know, and I'm going to say it into the microphone. I know that us Snyder fans are sad that the Snyderverse is not coming back right now. But who's to say that later on when Zack Snyder's done doing his Netflix stuff, he doesn't come to James Gunn who he's friends with, and say, hey, James, you know that Snyderverse stuff that I wanted to finish? You know, you think you can let me do it? I'll do it under the Elseworlds title. Okay. <laughs> True. True. You, you know, could. there's also another movie out there that um, people have been wanting a cut for, the air cut of the Suicide Squad, the original Suicide Squad, which, again, WB messed with. Uh, that um, they've said that there's a cut out there for it. Who's to say that James Gunn doesn't release that as an Elseworld? So that's the beauty about the, uh, the Elseworlds. Else, is yeah, you can, smart. You Very can, smart. You can do these other movies and put them under there. And they don't have to connect. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of graphic novels that are DC graphic novels that they can release as a movie. And you can have a director, an avant-garde director. Like you can tell... Like, you can tell a, a, a Steven Spielberg to be like, hey, listen, we want you to direct, um, I don't know, a Lex, Lug- a Lex Luthor movie where it's just Lex Luthor, kind of like the Joker. Would you Ooh. do it? Yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I'll do it under the Elseworlds thing. So it doesn't have to. It's almost like the, that, that Elseworlds thing is almost like to let directors know, here, this is the world where you can go free reign and you can take these characters and do whatever you want with them. You know, you don't have to worry about connecting your story to what we're doing over here. I love that. Like, I think that that it almost gives dynamic and it almost makes it even more inviting for filmmakers to want to do superhero movies. I think one of the reasons why a lot of filmmakers 
shy away from superhero movies, especially now, is because it's what I've been saying. They look at superhero movies and they look at it as, oh, it's not challenging. You're not doing anything different. It's the same thing. Yeah. Well, this DC Elseworlds thing, here's where you can do it. Hey, Martin Scorsese, you talk about cinema and stuff. Well, would you like to come over and do this? Like, like you know, I don't know if you knew this, but the Martin Scorsese supposedly was 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 some in some way connected to the Joker movie, where I think they wanted him to do it. And I think there was some sort of interest. I don't know if he was in as a producer, but he ended, eventually fell off. And Todd oh. Phillips came in and took over. So that's what I'm saying. Like this Elseworlds badge is a lot more important than people are giving it uh, thoughts. And I'm excited about it because I think we can get a lot of really high, not saying that we're not going to get high quality out of the regular thing. I think we are, but I think in this Elseworlds thing, we're going to get super high quality kind of like highbrow cinema in terms mm. of what a superhero movie yeah, should be. Like it's going to be the more, yeah. it's going to be the more serious, more grounded, more dramatic stuff. Then maybe we'll get out of the, the regular chapters thing, which will be maybe more comic booky than anything else. Oh, so, that's what you're saying. Oh, you know, that's what you're saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What it's going to be okay. less fantastical. It'll maybe be less fantastical it'll than, be, say, the, the chapter. Yeah, yeah, you're saying it'll be much more grounded in reality, like how the Batman yes. or the Joker are. Those type Over of things. The Joker are, you know. I would yeah. love to see is I would love for there to be an Elseworlds that isn't Batman or Batman related. Give me, like, there's this really awesome character, which, see, I don't even know if I want to go with this character because I would love this character to be a big bad in the regular uh, um, chapters. This is character named Vandal Savage. Oh, my God, man. This character is pretty much... Savage. He is... <laughs> he is the... He was, he's essentially um, an, uh, not a caveman. He's the I don't know what I don't know what that that species of human was after the cavemen, but he's essentially that where a, a meteor landed on Earth back mm-hmm. back way back way back when, and he went and he touched the meteor, and the meteor gave him um, pretty much eternal abilities. He heals. He doesn't age. He's remained the same age since when he touched the meteor, and he's lived. Oh. Thousands and thousands and thousands of lives to the point where Vandal Savage is the reason why Vandal Savage became all these different conquering heroes or not heroes, conquering figures throughout history. Vandal Savage was Genghis Khan. Vandal Savage was the leader of the Ottoman Empire. Vandal Savage was all these things. And it was all because of him. And supposedly Vandal Savage was the one that gave birth and spawned a lot of the heroes we have. So a lot of the heroes, they're all kind of connected to Vandal Savage. All these heroes and villains. Jesus. That is a story. That, if that you would be a story, story, all right. A top-notch director, and they can tell that story. Oh, my God. Do you know how epic that would be? Like, that would be insane. And that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that's a story that if they wanted to do an Elseworlds too, they could. But I also would love for that character to be a big bad because I think he would be such a different big bad. It wouldn't be Dark Side. It wouldn't be Lex Luthor. It wouldn't be Joker. It would be this other person, which I think, I think, and I think James Gunn knows that. I think James Gunn knows. Okay, we need to introduce something, another villain into the top, into the dynamic that isn't known. So, and I think James Gunn is aware of that. And I think that's what we're gonna get eventually. So, yeah. Um, 
I don't know if you <laughs> noticed. I'm excited. The possibilities are endless at this point. And the I possibilities think, like, are very much endless with this. I mean, yeah. Comic Con, we're so gonna get much. we're gonna get some stuff in Comic Con. I'm so yeah. excited. I'm so freaking there's gonna hyped, be man. lots of stuff um being revealed there. I mean, yeah, Comic Con this year is probably gonna be nuts because there's gonna be a lot of DC news and also a lot of Marvel, Marvel news. news. Yeah. It's because yeah, I think we're gonna go back, yeah. we're gonna go back to old Comic Con. This year will be the year where I mean, last year we returned, but I don't DC really wasn't there. Like they they did promote yeah. um Black Adam. But I think this year we're going to have a full-blown Hall H is where they do everything. I think it's going to be massive. And if James Gunn comes in there with some casting and some revealing of the rest of the slate, man, DC is going to have a freaking amazing day. Yeah, it's going to be be pretty nuts for sure. Oh, oh yeah. I can't wait. Oh, man. All right. Well, that was was a lot of information. Um, Lots of excitement um, going on. I... I'm also very excited. I think I'm I'm excited, not necessarily because I know all these projects. Obviously, I'm much more new to like DC stuff. But um, I think I'm just excited because it is something completely new. You know, with yes. Marvel, it's something we've kind of already been with for many, many years. We know a lot, you know, we, we kind of know where, what they're doing. And we kind of were like, oh, yeah. Captain America there's a new Captain America okay we still got Spider-Man oh there's a new Iron Man you know like we kind of know so this is like a completely new trajectory trajectory so trajectory yes yeah (laughs) you know things where we're very much like I have no like I have no idea what this will be like like literally that's what makes it exciting and that's what makes it exciting a brand new world brand new characters introduced to new actors like that's really really exciting I'm very excited. Um, I think I'm really excited to know like who they would cast as Superman. I think that gets me like I'm like ooh. Like, who I think that's gonna change everything. Like, I think the minute yeah. they announce that, ooh. there's gonna be. Yeah. Let me tell you something right now. There's that moment when they announce who's gonna be the new Superman. It's gonna change so much. Well, that actor that gets that role, it's gonna change their lives completely because now you're gonna be part of a fraternity of actors. Yeah. Yep. And I wish you know what. And I I really hope. I honestly really hope that this go around, people are fair to this actor, unlike they were to Henry Cavill, which I think was very unfair. Because a lot of people, all they did was compare it to Christopher Reeve, Christopher Reeve, Christopher Reeve. That's and what I everyone think, always does, though. Every time there's like, no, now, gonna, now people are going to be like, oh, we have to compare it to Henry Cavill. Like, is it going to be as good as Henry yeah. was? And that's what I'm saying. I don't want that. I think we need to be fair. And, oh, and, and those people that are Henry Cavill fans that... People, yeah, and, and those people that are Henry Cavill fans, they need to give this next actor the respect that they wanted Henry Cavill to get. Like, you got to be fair here, you know. The, mm-hmm. it's, it, 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 it works both ways, you know what I'm saying? So as much as we love Henry Cavill and he'll be the Superman for, for many of us, he's my Superman, you know. He's my Superman. He's my favorite Superman ever, you know. There comes a point where, you know, roles change. And I spoke about it on, on the podcast where, Marvel's going to experience that now. And I really wonder how it's going to be whenever they recast uh, and they put in a new Wolverine. Yeah, we're going to get Hugh Jackman, but there's going to be a point where they're going to recast Wolverine. And oh, yeah. Good luck to that actor. You know, there's going to come a point where they're going to recast, you know, Iron Man. Good luck to that character. You know what I mean? We're going to we're gonna get to that with these characters. These characters, this is, this is what it's about. So all I say is whoever gets cast as Superman, be fair to that actor. and and 
and you know enjoy the ride because these are the moments that makes fandom worth it finally as a dc fan we can literally look up and say we can breathe a, a air relief where we have a plan we have somebody in place that has an idea of what they're doing and that you can see has a respect and a love for this otherwise he wouldn't have taken the job you know what i'm saying because exactly. as much as people say oh well it's james gone and this and that he took it for a paycheck no let me tell you something right now a paycheck means nothing when your reputation is in the toilet. And if James Gunn were to take this job and everything he does suck, do you know what that would do to his reputation? It would it would demolish it. It would tarnish it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So James yeah. Gunn and Peter Saffron, they took this job because there's a passion, because they feel something for these characters. Let's give them the chance. Let's give them the opportunity to show us what they can do before can you do, yeah. lay judgment. Before you lay judgment on them. Let's see what they can do. We're fans of DC. As much as we're fans of, of, of Zack Snyder and his films and, and the films he did, they're there. They will always be there. We'll always have Man of Steel. We'll always have um, Batman vs. Superman. We'll always have um, Zack Snyder's Justice. Those movies will always be there. Nothing will take them away and what they meant to us. But now it's time to move on and go to something new. Because if you're a fan of these characters, these characters are still there. Are the actors different? Yes. You didn't expect Ben Affleck and... and Henry Cavill to play these characters forever. No, there was going to come a point they were going to get recast. So yeah. now let's give these actors, let's give these actresses, let's give these, these films and these directors their opportunity to shine. And let's be supportive because that's what fandom is. Fandom is about being supportive to, 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 to the things you love. So that's yeah, my being, message. Being supportive. That is, that's very, yeah, I completely agree with that because I think things have gotten a lot, like I've gotten out of hand a lot over the last couple of yeah, years yeah, yeah. Um, with fandoms and how protective yes. people are of their fandoms. Yeah, very tribalism, tribalism. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like they're working against it and that's not good. Yeah. So completely agree no. with that. All right, Watchaholic. So that was the it. That was the last part of our James Gunn DCU Universe announcement episode. It was so much fun to do. I really, really enjoyed talking with Rodney about this. It was just Oh, what a blast. But guys, I just wanted to give you a quick little update on what's to come for the rest of the month. So next week, we will be having our Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania review out. So make sure you tune in for that. We're also going to be talking a lot about the Oscars next month. There is so much coming. We have a review for The Last of Us coming. The Mandalorian is stirring up. So there is a lot to come on the podcast for the next couple of months here. So please tune in to that every single week and also wanted to give you a quick little reminder if you do not know if this is your first time here guys just know that i also have a youtube channel where i cover everything from recaps reviews i do tier rankings i do reactions on just a whole bunch of stuff that i might not necessarily talk about here on the actual podcast and also please don't forget to go and support my lovely co-host rodney it is two other podcasts, the Finding Your Cool podcast of podcasts all about life and mental health and his other podcast with his cousin, Carlos Pena, called Placata Nation, where they infuse topics of baseball with life. It's a wonderful podcast. I love it. They always have like Major League Baseball guests on it as well. It is such a fun time. But guys, if you really, really liked this episode, if you're enjoying my podcasts, please don't forget to click that rate button and I will see you next time. Bye.